Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to part two of Private Parts, the podcast where nothing is off limits. It's the little intro right there. Hey, how's your hangover? Is it all right? Oh, it's really good. It's okay. I'm, I'm loving it. It's actually one of my favorite hangovers. Is it? Yeah, loving it. Because you just get to ha- just listen. Settling in. No, yeah, just settling. Just letting Do you know it what? I, I had I had slight anxiety this morning because oh shit, I've, I've got to go and record a podcast and I'm not going to be able to speak. You sent me a message. About I did. It. Yeah, yeah. I was just kind of sounding out. I needed to speak to someone basically. Um, but when you actually sit down and you talk, it's fine. Nice. There you go. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Just don't don't move. Don't try moving don't and talking. Move. Yeah, yeah, just stay still. One thing at a time. Yeah. Sean, listen, we we stopped at part uh one where we mentioned that you gave me this scary statistic, which is um if all the world did their bit to help get rid of plastic, what percentage of the plastic would be cleared up? And and the answer is is that right how I pitch that well not it's, quite it's okay. kind of right jamie it's totally I wrong i don't want to say i murdered it i murdered it where are you going with that um i think we have to abandon the concept of recycling okay recycling is the fig leaf of consumption mm-hmm. and consumption overconsumption, hyperconsumption in the west is the cause of the climate crisis mm. and just as you were saying the whole you know coca-cola invented uh, recycling back in the 80s um, the the concept of recycling plastic is fundamentally flawed. You downcycle that material, you don't recycle it. Mm. So it degrades every single time. There is a reason why there isn't an infrastructure for recycling plastic, and yet there is for metal, for glass, for paper and card. You know, those systems exist because there is a value system. So it's never going away. It, it, will, it will never go. So every piece of plastic ever made since the, since the second it was invented, unless it's been burnt... And we know that's creating greenhouse gases. Unless it's been burnt, it still exists on the planet today. So, you know, there are millions and millions and millions of tons of plastic waste everywhere. It is, as, as we know, it's six miles deep in the Mariana Trench uh, in the oceans. It is, it's deep in the, in, in the impacted ice of the Antarctic. 
it is everywhere. It's at the very bottom of our food chain. Uh, we are part of the Plastic Health Coalition. So I know, I'm afraid, way too much about the impact on human health. And when I was at the Plastic Health Summit last, last year, I learned it's in milk now. And it's in milk because it's in grass. And it's in Jesus. grass because it's in our waterways. Mm. And you think there's a massive correlation between mental health and plastic? I think there's a massive correlation between, well, not just me. You know, who am I to know that? Sure. The scientists know that. So when you speak to the scientists and they mm. explain the, the five big um, conditions, really, of our time, which is heart disease and autoimmune disease and cancer and all of these things and fertility afflictions, all of these things, these are the things that are, are being impacted by the toxins within that plastic. That is so scary. I, but, but, I was speaking how, only yesterday to a scientist yeah. and this guy uh, is the absolute leader in America mm. in endocrine disruptors. And endocrine disruptors, they disrupt your immune system, your mm. endocrinology system, yeah. your endocrine system. Um, and that manages everything in your body and it's incredibly important for fertility. And he gave me the most scary stats of all about the decline, mm. particularly in male fertility because of the endocrine disruptors that are everywhere now, in, right. in our water, everywhere. And a large percentage of endocrine disruptors can come from the phthalates that are used within plastic. And so when people talk about you know, plastic, we don't know if it's bad for human health, we know a hell of a lot. Mm. We, know, we know it's already it's in placenta, it's in the blood. There is twice as much plastic, microplastics in a baby poo as there is in an adult poo because babies what? are disproportionately sub subjected I wouldn't now. have enjoyed to do that research. No, baby poo not so bad, but the adult poo, <laughs> yeah, you don't want to go near that. Yeah, that. Luckily, luckily there's, there's scientists for that. But that, um, that but is um, really scary because that, that I feel like that's only going to get worse. It is only going to get worse because even though you might think that plastic that you know there's a huge amount of media headlines there's a lot of media attention on plastic you might think that maybe we're turning off the tap a little bit mm. no we're trebling plastic production oh. by 2040 I, I feel like they just how's your hangover they, now is your hangover getting yeah it's getting it's getting starting to get a lot worse actually after that conversation <laughs> but i feel i feel like they generate all this noise to make it look like they're doing stuff yeah. but they're actually not it was like the whole straw thing yeah. Like we suddenly there's this attack on straws and we now all have paper straws, but it's, that doesn't really do anything. Like yeah, it's it does nothing. In fact, another uh, call I had yesterday was about plastic free chewing gum. And there is as much plastic mm. in one little chewing gum no tab as there is in a straw. Yeah. So we're just chewing on plastic. And so you pop that in your mouth and you chew it away. It can't be good for you. <laughs> and no, it's not good for you. It's terrible for you. Yeah. It's absolutely terrible for you. So, you know, plastic free gum, I say to everybody, champion the people that are doing the right thing. Mm. And, you know, they, even though, in my opinion, the whole plastic crisis, it is not about us, the consumer. It is, it is about industry. Yeah. It's not a pollution problem. It's not a waste problem. Plastic is a, is a pl production problem. It's yeah. an industry. It's a design problem. Yeah. It's a perfect material. That's yeah. the point. It was, it was the perfect material. ultimate solution, wasn't it? Essentially, when yeah. it was created, it, you, was, you it was amazing. But you can't Who create knew? something better. You can't create something better you than can't, plastic. You can't. Who knew man could create something that is so incredible and so indestructible? So malleable, yeah. But instead of putting it on a pedestal and pricing it like gold and treating it with respect, we use it once and chuck it away. And that's where the problem lies. So it isn't plastic's fault. Yeah. You know, if we kept plastic for things that we want to last for 500 years mm. in, in a very closed loop system, then plastic is an extraordinary material. Yeah. 
but it is not designed for packaging. 40% of all plastic is used for packaging alone. Yeah. We don't buy the packaging. We buy the thing inside the packaging. I don't know about you, but I don't want the guilt of now taking things home, freeing everything from its plastic tomb, putting it in a recycling bin in the knowledge that 60 plus percent of it is going to end up in someone else's country. And we go and clean out our yoga pots and things like that. It doesn't even matter really doing that. The the amount of of days I have sat there, clean out my yoga pot. I know. And and, and governments are terrified of people realizing that recycling just isn't happening. The plastics industry are terrified, but it really isn't. And even though there is a lot of talk about it, it never will because it's the wrong answer for that material. It's a linear material. And you hear a lot of talk now about we need a circular economy, a linear material that comes from an unsustainable fossil fuel source Mm. that has tremendous toxic impact through its entire life. It's never going to fit into a circular model. Whereas you look at something like, I don't know, aluminium, you know, fiberboard, which is derived from wood pulp and other mm. fibers like mm. hemp and rice husk, all of these infinitely recyclable, glass, infinitely recyclable and inert. Yeah. We need to use yeah. those materials. Okay, but so, so are you, I guess you're speaking to people that are coming up with solutions. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, and that's really exciting. I'm super interested to hear yes. what, what people are doing. I oh, saw, I, so I saw some lady had developed... Um, Using prawn shells, yes, uh, to make plastic. Chitosan, yeah, yes, really cool. Yeah, um, and there are some incredible developments happening. And what will happen is, if we—and this is not popular because we live in a, a, a liberal society—if we ban more things, and my firm belief, and you know, I speak to the UK government about this regularly, we have to ban more things because if you ban things. You create a vacuum, and innovation will happen. Yeah. Somehow we've survived without plastic straws. Who knew? Who knew that we could survive without a plastic straw? It is straw? tough, though, or when they get soggy, <laughs> it is a nightmare. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to tell you this, but it's what your lips were for. Ah, <laughs> smart. And also think, where did the word straw come from? Like, it was the straw that you, that you, you, you know, it's a reed. Mm. You yeah. could just use one of those. Yeah, why didn't we just use, yeah. like, bamboo or whatever it is, just use something that... Exactly. Yeah, and this whole, this whole obsession with single use as well, that we need to use something once and throw it away. We've got to break that model. We take too much resource from the planet. We take 1.7 planets worth of resource every single year. So we are literally taking the resources from our children's future. What, what does that mean? Can you explain that a bit easier? So we take 1.7 planets worth of resource. What does, that, what does that mean? It means if you look at the amount of materials that nature produces that we take and we productize, mm. yeah. we use to make into things, we take too much. We take, we take more than we should so to allow for nature to replace it. So, so slowly by slowly, we're just killing, 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 killing into this. Exactly, old. exactly. And therefore, and then we destroy environments mm. and, and then we destroy the biodiversity and the extraordinary number, you know, like 65% of, of species are now extinct. It's so, so sad. You know, yeah, this, this is, and it's all connected for me, it's all connected with consumption. Yeah. Because we're greed. We're greedy. Because we're greedy. It was, it was greedy. That, that era in the 60s that you were talking about is the sort of the giddy heights of capitalism and it was it was creating so much positive change, but now that system is is it's gone too far and it's yeah. just eating. Yeah. And do you know it actually kicked off even later than that? Yeah. So I watched a film a few years ago with one of my sons and he was saying, Wow, I had no idea it was so recent. And it's actually 70s and 80s. Really? So it's the 80s was the year that suddenly it was all about loads of money. Yeah. uh, And and that whole, you know, and uh, Wolf of Wall Street and all of that stuff, you know. Greed is good. That was the generation where it was about stuff. Mm. We buy so much stuff in the UK 
we have to outsource the storage of our stuff. You know, the big yellow box storage. Mm, we have the biggest yeah. storage facility um, business in the world because we they're don't so, have enough space so for our stuff. They're so bloody expensive. Yeah. That's mad. And, and in our small little and, country. In our small we have the biggest in the world because we can't, we can't store all our stuff. How greedy are we? We're pretty greedy. That's there is two, two things. Two greed. things I would. Yeah, it's you. Have <laughs> yeah, you got yeah, a story yeah, yeah, for yeah, somebody? Yeah, shame I, on you. Yeah, shame I on did, you. I did. You are outed. Shame on you. <laughs> I did, and I didn't pay the bill, so they sold everything. <laughs> I, and I bet you're quite relieved, weren't you? Wasn't it like, oh, so, thank so God, I, I didn't really I, need I that shit? I did a big, big clear out. Uh, I was doing a little like, sort of renovation on my flat, and so I just got rid of everything, essentially. Mm. And it was so liberating. I was like, I don't need any of this shit. Yeah. Like, as soon as you just chuck it out you're like oh fuck. yeah it clears your mind weirdly it really th there is a, a fantastic film called minimalism, minimalism yeah it's really Have you good seen that film? yeah it's really good yeah it's great uh, i think it's on netflix and it's these two guys and they were in new york and they were living the dream you know city bankers had it all and then they realized it wasn't making them happy so they just got rid of everything and they they live out of a little rucksack where they pack super neatly all their belongings they travel the country and they created this whole minimalism movement mm. and there was this fantastic quote in it that I'll never forget which is we will never have enough of something we don't actually need mm. and we are filling a hole inside us it's like you know every time buy now buy now ding 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 little dopamine hit thinking this is going to make me feel good and then you realize oh it actually didn't yeah buying that new little something in zara it hasn't actually filled that hole so we need to look at what is that hole yeah. what do we really need to fill it with because it isn't stuff uh, yeah because so, so, i feel like there's just been this huge emphasis on the external for mm. so long maybe kicking off in in the 70s and 80s that we now need to kind of think inwards we don't need all this shit again it's changing habit it's so hard it's so hard to convince yeah. people and you just I, I, I don't know how you do but John, also you know okay being such an uh, optimist and positive person surely the, seeing all of the statistics and things like that, that just brings you down and the big question is is if, if we were to continue like this how long do we have until the world eats us up or something bad happens or just everything just disappears well I think the IPCC which is you know all the scientists around the world have agreed, we pretty much got till 2030. Oh, no. Should, so we, should we all we, go for a drink up? We need, <laughs> yeah, we, we need to buck up. Are you, you serious? Know, we ha and, and you know the madness? We know exactly what to do. Yeah. We don't need to reinvent any new technology. We have the technology. We have the money. COVID's just proven that. We have the money. We have the manpower. We just need to change the system. And business is the only tool of change that can do that. We have eight years to change everything in order to put things right otherwise it's too late yeah ryan reynolds here from Mint mobile with the price of just about everything going up during inflation we thought we'd bring our prices down so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a thing Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. 
So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear, and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. To, to be honest, it's almost, I don't want to be Debbie Downer. But it sounds like it sounds yeah, like it but, but it's, it's almost too late now. And there are many people who will say we now need to look at not, um, you know, solving the climate crisis. We now need to look Damage at resilience. We, yeah, we need to look at resilience. We need to understand that two billion people are going to be on the move. Yeah. Uh, you know, so we, we need to think where are they going to go and where are the highlands where they'll be safe and, and the, the temperature will be something that they can live on. So we live in really extraordinary times. However, we are, you know, human beings are unbelievably yeah. imaginative. Yeah. And some of the people I speak to um, are still, who know way more than me, are still optimistic and, and say to me, the thing is, Sean, we've had the tap on the shoulder to, by Mother Nature to say you've gone wrong. And when people say, oh, I'm going to save the planet, trust me, the planet's going to be fine. Yeah, that, that's actually what it's I was thinking the other race. day. I was like, it's actually just going to right itself. It's going to get rid of exactly. us and it'll go back to beauty. Yeah, look at the, the history of, of planet Earth and it, it goes through many, many things. We're the ones in danger, mm. but we're also the most selfish species on the planet. So I think, I think we'll buck up. I think we'll do something. I just hope that we, that we do it faster because I also believe that bright, shiny future beyond this crisis is going to be incredible. And I think we will buy less, buy better, share more, fill that hole with something other than stuff. Mm. And the faster we can get to it, I think the better for all our mental health. Because we're, we're, we're so smart as humans, but we still allow these really sort of early primal urges to take over. And yeah. that's why we do all these things. That's why we consume. Yeah. And yeah, we because just, we're selfish. We need, we're to, selfish. We need to be we're able selfish. to rise above but, those now, yeah, I think. But it's also, I, I did an interview with this guy called J.B. McKinnon, and he wrote a book called The Day the World Stopped Shopping. <laughs> Brilliant. Canadian journalist. He also wrote a book called The 100 Mile Diet about how you should eat. I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah The 100 Mile Diet. Anyway, the, the Day the World Stopped Shopping. And you know, it, it was a bit of a doom and gloom interview um, because of the massive consumption and everything that we've just been talking about. And then he said, but trust me, don't blame yourself. This is not about you, the consumer. The system is rigged against you. Mm. From the minute you are born, the system is rigged to make you buy and people that can resist that are extraordinary people. And then he told me about some of the people that he's met who have stepped out, like the minimalism guys. They've stepped out of the system. He said, so, so what's different about them? And, and he said, it's, they have time. So the biggest gift that's stopping how we're living right mm. now and the hamster wheel of we need to earn more money so that we can buy more stuff and then we've got to earn more money to store the stuff. You know, that, that wheel that we're on. Mm. That he, he said, when I see these people who've stepped off that, and they are very happy with far less and they live very different lives and they've been hugely successful. So it isn't like they haven't ever had it. Mm. Um, so they have, they have the benefit of time like I've never seen before. They have all the time in the world. Mm. And maybe that's 
something that will help us fill that hole inside us. Who knows? I do think we're getting to a, a, a place, and I think I can feel it as well, that we, this hamster wheel is getting faster and faster and faster because of social media and everything that's going yeah. on, that we're burning ourselves out at a rapid rate. Mm-hmm. And actually more and more of us are going to start to retire to that sort of simplistic life. Yeah. It, it's, it's happening, right? Yeah. Like people are, you know, look at COVID where those people then retired to the countryside and said, look, do you know what? I'm out of this city life. Mm-hmm. I want to get out of it. And I think that's more going to happen. I mean, the big question is, Jean, is that, um, and you get asked all the time, what do we do? What can we do? What can Alex, I do? What can Jack, what can we all do here to help? Two things. Okay. One, um, buy consciously. So if you're buying, if you're buying clothes, think, how many times are you going to wear it? Do you really, really need it? How many clothes do we need? And also make sure you don't buy any plastic clothes. 70% of all our clothing is made out of plastic now. Mm. So try not to buy plastic clothing because you all know what's going to happen to it. It's going to, you know, the microfibers that are released. So buy consciously. Whenever you buy, you know, support the smaller brands that are trying to do the right thing. And I know sometimes that's inconvenient, but we need to buy less and buy better for sure. And if we are able to do that, and many people are not able to do that, but if you can, you have an absolute duty to do that. And then the second thing is get noisy, Mm. get involved, be active. If you pay income tax, then you need to know where that tax goes. Mm. The fossil fuel industry is the most subsidized industry in the world, the most powerful industry in the world. It runs the governments that we elect. And who's paying those subsidies? Us, the taxpayer. So we need to realise that. So you're saying don't pay your taxes. Yeah, so don't pay your taxes or <laughs> yeah. ask where your taxes like are going. Yeah, but like you know, that. just ask more questions. I think, I think we feel we have no power. Yeah, we uh, do. You know, and I think individuals have extraordinary power, we way ke- more power than we think. God, we, that, we queue, we wait, we do what we're told, we don't argue back, we, yeah. we don't fight, we don't do anything. We just sit and hope that things are going to be okay. But actually, we got to all sort of start fighting yeah. our own battles. Yeah, get involved, find your mm. tribe, get involved, join some kind of movement in the knowledge that you are doing the right thing. You're no longer just one of the green and hairies. You know, if you're not an activist today, you're part of the problem. Mm. And everybody needs to step up. And the other thing for me is know your power at your place of work. Because, yes, we can vote with our wallets, but that is limited. But when I, you know, that's why I love coming and talking to you guys at Candy Kittens, because what you can do at your place of work is extraordinary. That's where you have influence, because business is the lever of change. Mm. And that's where we need to put pressure. You know, so for me, you know, the consumer, completely disempowered in the world of plastic, completely disempowered. We buy what we are sold. Industry's job is to sell us something different and government's job is to mandate that industry do it fast. Mm. So what we do at A Plastic Planet is we work with industry and we pressure governments to mandate that industry change faster. Can you give me some scary statistics? How many plastic bottles are produced each year? A million million a minute. (laughs) And that's that's just water bottles. A million a minute is just water bottles. Are you serious? A million a minute? Yeah, all plastic that will exist on our planet forever. How many is that in a day? How many is that in an hour? Too many. 60 million an hour. UK supermarkets pump out alone 56 billion pieces of plastic packaging. And that's, that's just including, that's not including like one might have a cap as well. That's just the primary so packaging. The, the one that really annoys me is when they put um, packaging on like a banana. I'm like, it's yeah. got... It's got its own packaging. Yeah. But you mentioned the innovation. Mm. You know, there's extraordinary stuff. There's a company uh, called Appeal and they are coating things like bananas and cucumbers mm-hmm. and soft fruits with this incredible invisible layer that is derived from the fruit itself that, right. gives, that can give it three times shelf life. 
So mm. it doesn't need packaging. And this is what I mean about, you know, you've got to, you have to ban things, create the vacuum, mm. innovation will yeah. happen because that's human nature. And then all these ex extraordinary materials will happen. I don't know if you've seen, do you know the brand Pangaea? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Pangaea, their new range of plant leather accessories using this product called Miram. Mm. And Miram is one of the materials of the future. Zero plastic. It's not mushroom leather or pineapple leather with plastic in it. Mm. This is absolutely, they've taken nutrients from the planet. They've combined them together in a way that doesn't chemically modify them so they can go back to nature as nutrients. That's the new circular mm. economy we need to get to. We're not there yet. But that company, they're called Natural Fiber Welding in the US, that company I think is extraordinary. They're, they're doing things that I've never seen before. So there is, there's a hope and opportunity and we should be optimistic, mm. but we just need to buck up. And, and, and refillable, like as in re, that, yes. is, that is what you said to me. Yeah. You, we have to start using things which are reusable, refillable, whatever it is. Yeah, well, yeah. That's I mean, the only way, that is the only way, right? Exactly. Plastic enabled us to break the system of take, make, mm. refill, reuse, repair, to take, make, chuck in a bin, take, make, waste. And we need to get back to that concept of refill. And there is a lot going to be happening in the UK, which is very good. You know, the UK is actually extraordinary because it's so geographically tight. Mm -hmm. When new things p take off, they take off very quickly here. Mm. So uh, there's going to be a big new um, pilot study, which is going to be about refill. But actually the, the new language is prefill because the problem with refill, as I'm sure everybody will agree, is we haven't yes. got time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we haven't got to, we, and we're, we're so addicted to convenience. And pre-fill means that I simply pay a deposit on that bottle, that box, whatever it is. And then when I bring it back, eventually to many different places, I can bring it back, not just where I bought it. Then I get, re I get rewarded, you know, I get the money back. And then I can go to Pret or Starbucks and I can spend that currency, my refill currency, um, on a reusable cup of coffee. And, so, and then the whole thing becomes this mm. new, like a circular money system where we're using things many, many, many times. And that's what we need to get to. So the whole concept, whether it's plastic or not, single use really is never going to be the answer. We need to get to that, that pre-fill, that refill revolution. Glasgow, isn't it Glasgow who are now the only city which are refillable? Re they, 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 so Glasgow was going to be a big refill city pilot. They've had so much interest, they're doing it nationally now which is really good wow. news. So we need the big brands to get involved. Mm. You know, there's lots of little brands, as we all know, who are doing the right thing, but then and it's great, but they're not going to move the dial. We have to have the big, you know, the monolithic multinational brands. They're the ones that need to step into this new frame. Mm. You know, in France, supermarkets of over a certain size now are going to be mandated to have 20% of their floor space given to refill. Oh, wow. So it will normalise, wow. they'll mm. normalise this new way of shopping. So we're pushing the UK government, come on, let's beat the French. Yeah, Let's it's do amazing. 25%. <laughs> but they do, it, they do it now in um, Sainsbury's Place, you can go and get your orange juice and things like that. They're, 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 I see different places where you can refill things the whole time, which yes. is kind of really good. Um, Sean, we've taken up so much of your time. Um, I want to say, where can we, you know, with your business, Plastic Planet, where can we find, can we find you online and ever, everywhere like that? And yep. Absolutely. So you can see, you know, a plastic planet. We are we are launching a huge new materials intelligence platform to really empower the 160 million global creatives. And mm. um, that'll be in uh, the third quarter of this year. And that'll be on plasticfree.com. So if anybody wants to know what are the materials of the future, mm. what's next, go to plasticfree.com and register. And then you'll know when we launch that platform. Because this is when I talk about we need to create this vision of the future. Yeah. This is why we need the creatives. 
we need those people who can think in an extraordinary way to, to paint that picture and use the new materials. Um, and then, you know, feel free, follow me on LinkedIn. Yeah. I'm, I'm easy to find. Okay, Sean, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. We're going to leave all the links below as well. What we like to do at the end of the podcast is leave our listeners with something inspirational. That's from you. I can't believe that you just dumped me. I know. Without I know. any I know. warning Yeah, at listen, all. I know. I mean, I feel like you can do it on the spot. I feel like you're good at this with no warning. I should have warned you a little bit. Yeah, you should. I hate you now. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm thinking of something sanguine and wise and good to say. I think it's okay. I'm, I'm just going to say this. Okay. I think we have an absolute duty to be joyful. We live in an, an extraordinary planet. It's very easy for us to feel downheartened, you know, to feel despondent, to feel terrified about mm. what our future may be. And you just need to grab every single day, read that book, The Four Agreements. Mm. If you read The Four Agreements, that is your mantra for life. And one of the things that one of the agreements is always do your best. And if you always do your best, that's all you can ever do. But be joyful. Grab a mezcal chili margarita on the rocks mm, with salt at any opportunity. Go. Dance with your mates as wildly as you can. Yes. Because one life. There you go. One bloody life. We've got to live it well. Mm. Sean, thank you so much. Everybody, we'll see you next week. Bye-bye! <laughs> Buddy, you smashed it. Well done. Killed it right the, there. Always turn up. I always well, turn thank up. God you turn up. If you didn't turn up, well, we wouldn't have a well, I was I was kind of sounding it out this morning to see if like... But you couldn't turn you, up. Well, I was hoping you might offer it and go, look. I, w I did offer it. I did offer it. I said to you, I did offer it. No, I, I would have felt too guilty. The guilt would have been worse. Oh, really? Than actually turning up. Well, I thought you did really well. Hey, um, by the way, to anyone who's just listened to this episode, let's do our bit to help the planet. Let's do everything we can. Well, it's actually not us, I which, know. Is, which is nice to know. Make some noise, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, let's go and fucking hold these people accountable. I've had, I've had enough. Let's go and make some noise. Let's talk about it. You know, share this podcast with everyone else. Make sure they listen to it. Let's save our planet. That's there, what we need. Let's like save our a, planet. Is there like a national no plastic day? Wait, everyone just doesn't buy plastic for a day. No, but we should. That should be that should be instigated. I think that would be impossible. Yeah, it would be, it would be hard, but it would it would break the everyone uh, in the whole of the UK not buying plastic. Well, it would it would make the the big corporates freak out because there's loss of revenue for a whole day for these guys. So it's not it, a loss it, of revenue. Well, it is if they don't. Yeah. If they don't get bought, it would have some impact. Yeah, it would like, have a big impact. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look. I know that you know more about business than me, but um, <laughs> yeah, it would have. An so is that pre-tax or uh, <laughs> is that net or gross? I don't really. No, it, it's fucking gross. That's <laughs> for sure. Hey, uh, listen, get ready for our bonus episode. Follow us on social media at private podcast and slide into our DMS with anything you want to ask us or speak about. We want to hear from you. Sending you love. Have a great week. We'll see you next week. Goodbye. Keep eating crisps. Bye. Bye. Bye.